Le seul podcast sur le PSG en anglais. Hello and welcome to another episode of PSG Talking, where we discuss all of the depressing issues plaguing Paris Saint-Germain, including the 2-1 loss to Leipzig, the potential last days of Thomas Tuchel in the French capital, and which PSG players we would most like to be stuck in an elevator with for 50 minutes. I'm your host, Ed, and joining me today, we have Kosei, Guillaume, and Matt. Guys, how's everyone doing in this chaotic week? <laughs> that pretty much sums it up. I agree, yeah. yeah if, I speak, if I speak, I'm in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy week, but... Uh, I first want to discuss, you know, the debacle against Leipzig, uh, the two-one loss. We had Di Maria. That's a loss. That's a loss. That's not a debacle. <sighs> well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We know where Guillaume stands. Okay. But we, we, you know, Di Maria got us on the board early. It seemed like things were going to be, you know, going our way. But then Leipzig got two goals. We had two players sent off in this game. How much do you blame the manager for this loss? And Guillaume, we'll start with you since you seem to be most optimistic. I'm not being optimistic. Um, I, I dare to think I'm being realistic. Uh, there's two things going on, mental and physical. So there was so much pressure on the team and the club to do something in Champions League. And they got there. And... Um, they went through some stages. The only big club they, they met was Dortmund. Then two lesser clubs. We got lucky. We didn't play great. It took a miracle. Not a miracle, but, you know, those uh, last minute, oh, my God, oh, my God. And this time it tips over and goes in, in Norway to get us to the final. In a strange year, in a strange competition with no audience, and whew, look what happened to the young players of the French national team, some of them, after the World Cup. Look what happened to Tottenham players after they reached the Champions League final. They deflated. Uh, thing is, the, you know, most of PSG players are internationals and they have to play those competitions on top of it. The the physical preparation has been completely off the whole year, especially in France with that four months interruption. And now everybody's breaking mentally and physically. Uh, Mbappe is right mentally. You said it. Neymar, there's a reason why he didn't score, and there's a reason why Mbappe hasn't scored in Champions League in in I don't know seven games. Um, they're fried. They're falling apart. So now we have a bunch of new players um danilo you know i was really excited well yeah he works well in a group that works in a group that doesn't work in the midfield that doesn't work he doesn't work he doesn't work as a center back he, well it sort of does he's good in the air he's a, he's a little slow he's he's uh he's great at what he does you know, he's a bit of like a Steven Enzonzi, in a, in a way. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the same type of player. He's, he's not Busquets. Busquets is the only one we can do both. Maybe a few others, but... Um, so we're disappointed with him. Well, we're disappointed with everybody. And then look at the list of injured players. Players. You can add Kim Pembe to the list. Um, he may have broken his foot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the group is falling apart. The the club is like loose. To um, hell is 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 going along everybody else. Like it's like um, it's it's a bad period. Yeah, I believe seven so players are going to be Tuchel out. Is, is not going to you know maybe it's going to give a little like adrenaline boost to that group for a couple of weeks. 
that's expensive, 15 million for a couple of weeks fix, you know, of uh, adrenaline uh, to the group. Um, yeah, it's a bad period. Um, I don't think it was a debacle, but could you see how the difference uh, between the first and second half? The group fell apart physically. Like they, they, they started well, okay, okay. And then, and then um, I think uh, they overrun us by like 10 kilometers or something. You know, they run and run and run and run. And we, we started not running anymore and not tracking back and, and not being as a group. And we lost two one. Here we go. You, you can, you know, blame to hell. Um, his coaching wasn't great. He, he, the reason why the, the, the you know, he replaced two fullbacks is, is like, okay, you know what? That's a loss. Now it's going to be um, a matter of goals, goal difference. I don't want to lose three one. Uh, so that's a loss. I'm putting you know two big guys, Urker, Urbaker, and uh, limit the loss. And 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 he did. I still think we're gonna go through that group, but right now, ooh. Yeah. It would have been nice to bring on maybe Ruiz later on in that game. Go for the the draw. I mean, a point in this group could be vital. Um, Kose, we'll go to, go over to you. Um, can you put a price on adrenaline? Um, I know you are not Tuchel's biggest fan, so I'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume that you do blame him for this loss. So you know, it's funny when we it's funny when we get to this point because um, when we were talking about making this new podcast, I was just gonna type in Ed, uh, just put the one from last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I feel like we we needed to see this coming. Um, we didn't talk too much about the nonce game, but I think that in many ways that was a prediction of what was going to come against a quality team like Leipzig. Uh, we had a dreadful first half. We couldn't really score. We went to the halftime 0-0. Uh, Nantes were able to make us go wherever they wanted us to go. Um, and I think some of the same key mistakes that we saw in that game we saw again um on this game i do agree with guillaume that, that our first half was promising we were uh you know strong on the ball quick uh we were causing a lot of trouble we were mobile which is honestly something that i had not seen in a very long time true uh for this psg i had not seen that in a very long time but um i think that uh there are there are certain very key aspects uh, that the manager, again, had wrong um, in this match. Kurosawa starting again for some reason. Um, he's our Champions League left-back and not um, Baker, who seems to be relegated to playing only league on matches. Um, he, again, used Herrera um, and Ghana in the midfield. Uh, well, of course, we weren't with our big stars. Pereira... He keeps him trying out at, at center back. Mm -hmm. You could say that it works to some extent, but he is not a center back. Um, and the whole reason of using Marquinhos in the midfield was that so that we would be dynamic. And after minute 46, we were never any of that. So because he was tired. Well, yes, but I think that you can find other solutions. Like uh, the the lineup that he used in against Nantes was absolutely unacceptable. I mean, he used Keane, he used Mbappe, he used. Um, Ghana, Herrera, he used uh, like all of the people who were going to be in this game, he used, and I understand that it's important to, for players to have rhythm, but if you have a, a big game, because this was a big game, um, and, you know, I'm not about to say we we're, we're, we lost, we now we're going to go into the Europa League, no, I, I mean, we still have definitely 100% a chance of going into the next round, but I think that we have put ourselves in a very difficult situation, we're looking at the Europa League at the face, we need to beat Leipzig at home, which doesn't look possible at this point. We need to go and beat United away, which also is giving me a lot of doubts. And Istanbul knocked out a win out of United. Um, and you know that they were hard for us as well. So I think that this is a very, very uncomfortable situation. Um, and the players, the physical state, all of those things can be attributed. We know football is not a sport of just one thing. But I think at the end of the day, it's a result. It's a results business, and the person who needs to 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 take charge of these results that are not coming right now is Tuchel because he. I don't think he has been at all 
um, in tune with the lineups and the players that he's choosing to play these games. Yeah, very well said. Um, over to you, Matt, channeling our old friend Jeremy Menez. Um, yeah. Want to get your thoughts? I mean, if you just look Beautiful at these blue eyes, yeah, these two teams. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Dan. Le- Leipzig. Yeah, you were talking about Chess. Oh, damn it. Sorry, Ed. Sorry, no, no, it's all good. Uh, when you look at the two teams, the, the lineups that PSG put out there and Leipzig, I mean, you could make the case that Leipzig's team was every bit as good as PSG's. I mean, their players may be a little bit younger, but full of talent. Guillaume mentioned they outran PSG. How much of this blame do you put on the manager when Leonardo and the injuries, do you blame the the makeup of the team and just the international breaks and the constant football? I mean, where do you place the blame? Because this, as Kose said, we're staring Europa League right in the face right now. Yeah, um, I think it's uh, not to want to sit on the fence. I think it's a bit of all those things, isn't it? I think that the, I think that Tuchel did not pick, or rather he didn't pick his strongest team that he could have. I don't agree with uh having Danilo at centre back, it just seemed weird, like and having Marquinhos in midfield. I understand I sort of vaguely get the reasoning, but it seems like he just wants to make a point a little bit as well. Uh and you saw like Danilo is very slow on the turn, isn't he? Like there was one where he went into the box. I can't remember which one of their guys it was, but basically I think it might have been Dolberg and um he just like has turned about as fast as I turn on a football pitch. And you're like, <laughs> you shouldn't be a centre-back, mate, like, realistically. So things like that, I was a bit annoyed with Tuchel. At the same time, like, if you take your best, the best players out of any team, right, they're going to struggle. Like, no team's got unlimited resources. So if you take Verratti and Mbappe and Neymar out of our team, we're not going to be as good. So, and equally, I feel like we lost that game, but we could easily have not lost it. Like, the obvious like slide indoors moment was the penalty wasn't it that you know if that goes in 2-0 it's finished probably and we'd probably had a fairly comfortable day and in the first the first sort of quarter of the game you saw even up to half time uh the, the sort of potential that that team could maybe function and and live with Leipzig sort of thing so I don't think it was a complete disaster but it just felt a bit it just felt like it got away from us just 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 through, for no particular reason. It just felt like we took our eye off the ball or whether it was a bit of physicality, whether it was a bit of sort of lack of sort of tactical, tactical now from Tuchel being able to, you know, keep a lid on Leipzig, I don't know. But it just all felt a bit flat, really. And it, I just feel like it's just another, another sort of, another bit of the general malaise, which seems to be over everyone since the Champions League final, really. It just feels like we haven't got going and it feels like we just lost that game by accident when we could easily not of so i don't know it's hard to say like it was a massive disaster it just felt so just like just felt so flat. sort of lackadaisical and flat yeah exactly yeah. that flat yeah just it kind of so felt like it, we expected right. it like we we kind of yeah. thought we would lose this it, just... it was like classic, it was one of those like classic psg ones where yeah. you're like oh here we go this is we know what they're like and i thought we were kind of over that and it sort of it started so well and then it just ended so badly so I was a bit disappointed, but I don't really know where to. I don't really know where to put the blame. I'm sure we're going to come on to talk about the manager a bit more. But um, I mean, do you, yeah, do you blame the really manager for those red the two players being sent off at the end? Well, it just seems like a very undisciplined. Really. No, okay. They just sort of no. I think I mean Kimpembe. Gay, probably... I felt it. I mean, you, it's easy to say, but I felt the gay the gay thing. I, yeah. I tweeted replace yeah. gay now now. Yeah. It's like, and boom, five minutes later. Oh, but you know, but yeah, you know who doesn't replace people. <laughs> I know. I'm, I mean, and you, know, you I, know, I like the guy. He's not perfect. And uh, he's, he's, he's stuck in the same flatness. What do you guys make of the fact that you're down 2-1? Let me see when that goal was scored. So Leipzig scored that goal in the 57th minute. You you go down a goal. You need to get something out of this game, and and Tuchel doesn't make a change until the seventy third minute, and he brings on Bakker and Tilo Kerr, two players that are not going to threaten to score whatsoever. Because he knows what's going on. He well, knows there's no they, like like seeing that German team, which I find really not good. I'm sorry to say they run, they run, they run. Okay, great. Uh, they run. They don't have much talent, but they completely outrun us. And, you know, Tuchel and his staff sees that. There's no juice at Paris Saint-Germain. It's not going to happen. Di Maia has been awful. He's, you know, he started well, and then pff, 
um, it's not feeling it. And the competition, you know, is going to be tight now. And uh, it's like, no, I mean, who's going to... Rafinha, I'm not feeling it. Uh, so he's going ultra defensive. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah. It's very disappointing, but I... Rafinha got like eight but minutes the to gay play. Thing, I felt it, goddammit. <laughs> and that was um, something he could have done. I get, yeah, I get what you're I saying about the substitutions as well and not wanting to go three one down. But at the same time, I think that that... I think there was. I think the the risk of that is is less than the potential reward of taking a point, and then you're in a much better position. So I would have rather. I think you know, like you're saying, Kose, the substitution thing of uh, Tuchel is very is very weird at the best of times. I mean, I never understood why he brings on Draxler a lot, doesn't he? Or he did at the end of last season. It's like Draxler's not the guy to change the game from the bench realistically. With a, um, he's got a lot of qualities, but that sort of he's not the man who's going to like create a you know a moment of magic for you so and i i just feel like that's something which he could he could change he could influence one there are a lot of things around psg that he can't influence and that he potentially does get the blame for because he's the manager but that is a thing that he can influence and he he sort of consistently doesn't really do it, it well enough for me think, think about think about why mbappe didn't start this game why did mbappe didn't start this game because he was starting some no sense game in mid the weekend in Liga. So yeah. when you know that you are very very the what was it the first time the first time the PSG lost at home in the Champions League in the group stage against Manchester United was the first time since 2004 that PSG lost at home in the group stage in the Champions League. So if you know that that is the type of record that you are setting this season, if you know you lost your two beginning games of the league, if you know your team cannot score for dear life unless the other team gives away a penalty or are with a red or you've been performing terrible in the Champions League, is he really getting that desperate that he needs to put all starters every single time? Like are, when we play Chambly in Coupe de France, is he going to start Mbappé as well? That's what I want to know because... That is, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. The rotation po policy is absolutely terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Keen, thank God he got to the game because he also was replaced. So yeah. He's been the uh, one bright spot for this team. There's been yes. a lot of doom and gloom, but Keen has been like, I enjoy watching wow. him. He's been great. Him and Florenzi to an extent, but yeah. Yeah, Florenzi had a, a, a decent game. Yeah. And Navas again, my God. Oh, he's yeah. injured too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everybody's yeah. injured. It, yeah, to Kose's yeah. point, it was nonsense. And Mbappe got the start there, and he picked up a little bit of a, a knock. I think it was a hamstring or Great. something. Uh, you know, um, there's a game against Rennes. Yeah. Um, they're going to run us off the park, uh, off the pitch. Well, let's play the kids. Let's let's have the kids and and you know lose that game. Whatever. Who cares at this point? Put the kids in. You've been asking for the kids. Let's let's put uh, let's put our kids. At least Ruiz. He's he's shown some promise. He's played a couple of dangerous balls. I, I'd like to see him. Fadiga is interesting yeah. too. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind if we lose three zero against Ren, but at least I get to see okay. Simmons instead of that eye cancer of midfield that is Ghana <laughs> and. Uh, What's the other center defensive that he likes Herre to put in there? Herrera. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, every time I see those guys play the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the eye cancer midfield. <laughs> if I speak, I'm in trouble. Yeah. yeah again, again, um... midfield. And what's interesting is the uh, Portugal national team uh, manager was talking about Pereira playing center back. And he's like, yeah, that's not really his position. And it's just so weird. You've got a defender playing midfield and a midfielder playing center back. But and it's because, like. Because, because he knows what's happening. And the only. Yes. Look at the first half. Look how Marquinhos was. And the team was following Marquinhos' drive yeah. and, and lead. And then Marquinhos got tired. And the whole team got tired. So Marquinhos in midfield is incredibly mobile and relentless. And he's fantastic off the ball. Fantastic. He's one of the best off the ball defensive midfielders in the world. I'm, 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 I mean it. He's incredible. He's always there. It's, it's fantastic. And he's the captain. So he gives the example. We had a dec yeah. decent first half. A very good first half. And then... <laughs> 
it was so bad. And, and then the sending's off at the end was just like salt in the wound. It's like, can't we just so, lose a game without like completely crapping all over ourselves? That's that's Herrera is not gonna suddenly become what he's not. Yeah. Gay gay fooled us. Um fooled me with that game against Real Madrid. Like, oh my god. And him and Sarabia, they haven't been good since that game. Well, oh Sarabia has been has been has been okay, but he's not a dribbler, he's not a high in- intensity player. You know, he's a typical Spanish attacking midfielder and and he's not going to be a game changer um Mm. the only you know it's when you have a incredibly dynamic midfielder which we still don't have well we got variety he's just never available well (laughs) here we go he's never when it matters he's off smoking cigarettes somewhere he's unavailable when when it matters when we need him because we're in trouble it is never, never there. So I'm sure one listener is going to say, no, you're wrong. On uh, October 7th, 2013, he was there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had a variety. Oh, no, that game. Yeah, that game. Oh, he was. Yeah, he played great. He played great. Yeah, I was wrong. I was wrong. He's never fucking there. He's never there. And he's going to come back. And everything's gonna go back to normal, and suddenly, oh, you know, Marquinhos and Verati and blah blah blah, and we'll be fine. And then Verati will be suspended uh, or injured in spring again. Well, if I'm you ever, t- I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting tired of Marco yeah. Verati. It was, it, it was I'm his really getting tired of his birthday. Was it his birthday? birthday? It was his birthday this week. He's 28. Yeah, he's 28 years old. 28. How can I know? I just had to check it on Wikipedia because I was like, I'm going to say that and then I'm going to look like an idiot if I'm wrong. But it's true. He's 28 years old. of this team and he's never there. He's never there. There's always a reason why he's not there. He doesn't look 28. He's uh, he's aged very well. All that rest and relaxation. (laughs) So (laughs) be off pitch lights though. Listen, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. This is why I agree with Guillaume that it's important to, against all of the logical senses in the world, it is important to start Marquinhos in the midfield because he is the only person that if Verratti is not there, is going to give some, or Paredes, is going to give some sort of playing. uh, Something. yeah, something, some sort of actual football in the midfield. So I understand or how. Rafinha felt... too, but I don't know. What yeah, that yeah, means. or Rafinha, that's true as, as well. But not defensively. Uh, not defensively. So I understand why he felt forced to play Marquinhos in the midfield. Mm-hmm. But clearly, that solution, like, I am not questioning his intentions or I am not questioning where he came from. He came, his idea, obviously, the if he put an 11 out there, he really thought that was the best way to counter the other team. And I think that maybe in terms of actual names and quality per pound, maybe that could have been our best team. But the problem is that he doesn't that the 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 um the strategy that he's trying to use is not even working with Marquinhos on the pitch. So why don't try something different? I remember it was Tuchel himself in the start, I think it was the start of his first season as PSG coach. And we played it was when Lasana Diarra was still playing with with PSG, and we played uh, a so I think it was a three five two in this league game, um, a three four three. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a a system that uh, completely freed all sort of players from uh, technical responsibilities while having two or three players having to deal with technical responsibilities and everybody else was focusing in passing space. And we used an under-23 squad and we beat that game. I think it was against Mets, it could have been, and we beat them 3-0. And I'm not saying that doing that is the same as doing this in the Champions League because obviously RB Leipzig, they made the semifinals last year. They're not a team of nobodies. They know how to play and they have a good coach and good players. But you need to try something different. Give me something different. We've been trying this for since the start of the season. Worst start in years for PSG in the league. Worst start in the Champions League in years for PSG. Clearly, the strategy is not working. We have to... 
yes, it would be a godsend that Berardi would be with There's us. No strategy. We no need strategy. No, no strategy. No and strategy. we we heard this before the be... game against Leipzig that Nagelsmann was like saying like oh he's cooking up something for PSG something different. And we just roll in there with the same bullshit that we do every single time. We don't cross the ball. It's just like no offensive strategy whatsoever. Whereas opposing managers know exactly what we're doing. They figured it out defensively, and then they get creative offensively. And our slow defenders like Pereira are, are turning like an eighteen wheeler. And uh, and they score goals against us. It's kind of how watching PSG is going right now. And cuckoo, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. Nice goal. I knew this was like my nightmare in the semifinal. I had a yeah. nightmare, and I saw in cuckoo scoring against us, and then it didn't happen in the semifinal. Yeah. Aren't you so tired like, of seeing uh, former like players, young, either former players or like young promising French players? Leipzig has more than we do. They have more young look, French players. Look at Plea and, and Thuram for Mönchengladbach. Yeah. There was potential in, in Thuram. We, we, we've seen him play. He tortured us. And uh, Plea was brilliant. Oh, with Plea nice. is such a good player. Like, such a good player. I just love that guy. And Nice didn't hold on to those. And look, hat-trick mm. for Plea with Mönchengladbach. <laughs> <laughs> It's frustrating. Conan, Conan kills us, and Cuckoo kills us. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be as optimistic. Is You know what is the one team that won this week, yeah? The one French team that won this week in Europe. Yeah, Lille. Yeah. Lille. Lille. Yeah. Only serious Lille. club in France. Only serious club. Right now. Right now, yeah. Uh, Every I... other team <laughs> lost points. Every other team lost points. Or, yeah. or tied Ren. Lost against Chelsea, Marseille lost against Porto. Uh, oh and my what's God, he... Marseille! <gasps> yeah. oh, anyway, oh my yeah. God! So I, I think the the, the worst is potentially still to come. I mean, we've got the game against Leipzig again. I mean, what if Nkunku scores a winner there to all but seal our fate in the Europa League? Which is what I want to talk to you guys next about. Is we're third in the group. We've got three points. We've got three games remaining. All of them are practically must wins. We got the you got to go to Old Trafford and then we host Leipzig. But if this team drops into the Europa League, um, Matt, we can start with you. What are the implications of that in terms of Neymar and Mbappe and the in the club in general? I mean, I mean, in a, in a in a way, it would be tell us, Matt. Of, yeah, the well, uh, I've got more men down here actually. Yeah, sorry, I should just check that out. Um, I've. I, it's, it's kind of incomprehensible, isn't it? Because you always think that... I always find the group stage of the Champions League is usually quite pointless. Like, the, the two best teams, there's usually two obvious best teams and they go through. And there's usually sort of one group where there's a bit of jeopardy and unfortunately it seems like we're in it this year. So, uh, um, I, I, to be honest, I don't I don't see that it makes that much difference to Neymar and Mbappe either way because realistically we'll be back in the Champions League next season. I mean, it, I think it might bring things to a head with Tuchel a bit quicker than it would because it might force the board to kind of act, even though there's kind of, by the sounds of things, fairly big financial implications around getting rid of him. I feel like if we were to get knocked out in the group stage, that might be the the you know the time to pull the trigger sort of thing. But well, I think um, you bring that up, and I want to ask you if they fire him and you bring in Allegri, would he want to come in on a sinking ship? Like, wouldn't you want Tuchel to just play this out and maybe bring in a big well, name at the end of the season? I guess it's kind of pros and cons to that, aren't there? Because if you, if Allegri, say it's Allegri, for example, if he comes in at Christmas, he's basically got a free run to the end of the season. Like, there's not going to be any expectation. We'll probably win Liga if we pull our finger out. Uh, they won't, you know, so it's a good chance to assess the players and get ready for the next year and rather than have to do all that in the summer sort of thing. So I can see that, see the benefits of that. But at the same time, yeah, I guess uh, maybe from the from the incoming manager's point of view, they don't want to take over a um, take over a, a, a shit show, really. So, um, I mean, I, I feel like the threat of us going, the threat of us going into Europa League is real, but at the same time, if Mbappe comes back, if even a couple of players come back, I feel like those three games, there's easily like seven points there for us. And I think that would probably take us through. I'm, I hope I'm not being overconfident. But You're forgetting just, the international break where we always pick up at least seven yeah. new injuries. So That's That's injured now, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, you know, I, 
obviously it'd be a bit embarrassing to go into Europa League. Yeah. Uh, it might not be the end of the world. We might win it, which would be nice to have a European trophy. You know, you never know how that can sort of serve you to to build that kind of winning winning Champions mentality. Champions of Europe. But he champions, yes, yeah. <laughs> the farmers, the farmers team, and the farmers trophy. Oh kind God. of appropriate when the you, memes can, just write themselves. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, so I'm basically, as you can tell, I haven't really thought about it, and hopefully it won't happen. That's uh, okay. We'll, I guess we'll see. Gia, what are the implications of, of going into the Europa League? And I guess follow up on what I was talking with Matt about is like, would you bring in a big name manager at that point if you're going to be in Europa League, or? What I would suggest is maybe you bring in Tiago Mata and you let him run the show, see how yeah. the players react, and give them half a season to see how it works. And then at the end of the season, can, see can there may be other Mota, managers out there. You can but. give Mota half a season. Then what do you do the following season? Well, it's if it goes gem, well, keep him. It's a gem. Tiago Mota has to be like prepared. He's, a, he's, he's the heir. He's going to get. He's going to be groomed. Don't bring him now. Don't bring him now. Um, I think another factor of what's happening is that Tuchel dropping the ball a, a bit because he knows he's a goner. He's either a goner now, which probably is not going to happen because COVID is still here. There's going to be a whole of 200 million euros in in this club and in every other club. Um, as Well, actually more in our club because a lot of income comes from, you know, activities at Parc des Princes, uh, uh, gate receipts, commercial, and all that stuff, and everything's down. Um, TV rights are not that high, so whatever. So it's it's a big financial problem from Paris Saint-Germain. That's yeah. not when you're going to get a big name during the season. Um, uh, but you never know what happens, you know, in, in football. But um, they're probably going to run to shell out till the end of the season, and and then. Replace well, him. We had Jonathan Johnson on, and he was talking about the money is definitely an issue in getting rid of Tuchel. And then you bring in a manager, Allegri, Pochettino, whoever, they're going to want some money to, to buy some players. There's not going to be money out there to reshape the squad. You're kind of going with what you've got, and you're going into the last year, potentially, with Mbappe and Neymar. I don't I don't think um, Mbappe is going to go anywhere this summer because mm. no one can afford uh, who, Who's going to afford him? So then you're talking Unless about maybe you get to keep him, but then he'll leave on a free if he decides he wants to leave. I mean, it could go from bad to horrific really quick in a year at yeah, this it's club. True. Um, yeah, it could go bad. Yeah, leaving yeah leaving on a free Mbappe for Paris would be like that. That'd be it, guys. I'd, I'd be done. Um, I would like <laughs> yeah not do podcasts anymore. If I that would, happens, we're deleting the site. Where I would become yeah. uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe pick a, a lead two player. side. Yeah. Matt, who, like, what's your local team? You got a, a kind of a no name local team, don't you? We can all support that. We'll no create a block local quick. team. For goodness sake, Ed. <laughs> Cambridge United. The there top we go. Goal scorers, top goal scorers in Europe, or we were a couple of weeks ago. Had an amazing start to the season. PSG could take some tips. I tell you. I'm anyway, telling you. I'm yeah. Cambridge, Cambridge talk. talk. Let's start it. Let's, let's get it done. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, how how are you feeling about Europa League potentially and and the implications of that in terms of the manager? So thankfully there is another team I like. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just joking. So the the uh, I I did want to talk about Valencia just a little bit because if you know the season that they're having, we've reached a point that I like to call the point of no return. So at that point you're just like God take the wheel. Like, whatever will happen, will happen. There's nothing you can do. I think it is absolutely possible that we get seven points in the next three games in this in this group. I think it's absolutely possible that we get one point in the next three games mm. in, this, in this group. So, at this point, God, take the wheel. God, take the wheel. We'll have to see what happens. I don't know. I don't understand what Tuchel is doing. I don't understand the players he's picking. I don't understand the formations he's coming out with. I don't understand what's happening inside of the club. I don't understand anything. So we will quite literally have to sit and see what's going to happen because God has to take the wheel at this point. That's the worst. But, I hate I hate leaving it. I want to know that we're going to win. I, this is terrifying. <laughs> I don't want to write about but, Europa League football. And, no, and see, that's the thing. That is the thing right there. Because 
in many of our heads is like, oh, we're gonna, you know, if we if we fail the the Champions League qualification and we go into Europa League and we're gonna have to win it and we're not gonna win the Europa League, you know that, yeah? Paris Saint Germain against Chernobyl's nuclear war. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let me tell you, you know, you know the teams that there are in Europa League, Roma, Arsenal, Ludogorets, Bayer Leverkusen, Leicester, Lille, Milan, Villarreal. These are no joke, no joke teams, no joke teams. We may lose it. Yeah. So. <laughs> You understand that you understand what well, if we fail to make it out of this group stage and we end up going into Europa League, yeah, the pressure to win that competition is going to be like nothing we've ever seen before. Rangers are going to wipe the floor with us, I already see it now, <laughs> and we're not going to win it exactly. And we're not going to win it. So, this podcast is hilarious, yeah. So, I think that there is a very, very critical situation coming up right now, and it is we need to, however, we can potentially, potentially, yeah, potentially, <laughs> potentially, yes, we need it's to, however, we can get to the next side of this group, however, we can. If we need to, we, if we need to scratch on people, if we need to, whatever we need to do, we need to do to get to the other side of this group because if we end up going to the Europa League, I think that much, much, much more somber things are wait for us on that side you know how like we came up second place to Bayern and they are all taking the second place medal i feel like if we win the europa league they're just gonna like throw the trophy on the floor or something like <laughs> what the hell is this i don't want this it's just so depressing let me real quick we'll go around um matt let me ask you in terms of the manager let's say they sack tuchel whatever who, who are you bringing in if you can have anyone right now who would you bring in realistically uh, uh i mean i think there's a couple of names who keep getting mentioned. And I think of the two, I'd go with the Pochettino option if possible, because, you know, football's quite nice. I think he what he did at Spurs was really quite impressive with a often with a small and not that in you know, not amazing squad that he got to overachieve. Uh, obviously a nice link to the to the club in the old days as well. So uh, maybe he'd regrow his hair like he used to have back in the 90s, uh, which was pretty beautiful. Um, so I think of the two, I mean, I'm not, I don't know that much about Allegri, to be honest. Um, so I think, I mean, obviously I know I know what he's done. I know him with reputation, but I don't really know much about what he stands for in terms of style of play and stuff. So I do know about Pochettino and I think it would be nice to have a manager like that at PSG, yeah. uh, you know, and he's on the market. So, yeah. Yeah, it would be nice in the 50th anniversary of the club. A former player comes back and rescues the club. Yeah. I, I just wonder if he's holding out for Manchester United, if he sees that as a better well, opportunity. I mean, if, I mean if, if he is doing that, then um, maybe we need to consider whether he's the man for us because clearly <laughs> he's got some kind of deficiency in the in the brain department if he wants to work with Ed Woodward, I think. Yeah, that's true. They did beat us, but uh, Guillaume, who well, is your uh, manager? Yeah, manager of choice? <laughs> who would you go with? Killian Conway. She would, uh, she would make us believe. Uh, former uh, speaker of the of the White, the White House, Killian Conway, <laughs> Trump Trump administration. She'd be great. She could uh, spin she would, anything. She would like make us believe. She'll like, be at like, least end soon. So uh, you know yeah. everything's great. And she's gonna be on the market robbed, soon. And FIFA is corrupt, which we already know. Um, all that stuff, and we'll, we'll be like, oh, okay, okay, it's not that bad. She'd be awesome. She'd be awesome. Like, you know, taking over the club and we'd be like, oh, okay. In a very assertive way. Yeah. Uh, she'd be my first choice. Then uh, second choice, Krusty the Clown. Krusty the Clown would be great. I don't think they'd let him on the pitch with those clown shoes. I don't know. It's not a manager of problems. It's, with, it's, it's like there's so much tension and, and pressure at the club to be a big club, which we are not. To win trophies, which we can't. Uh, for Neymar to win the, is my God, is Mbappe is going to stay with us? It's very entertaining. I mean, we love being, but it's freaking exhausting. It's super entertaining. There's always, I mean, th this club is incredible. Look, look, there's always something going on. Always, always something on the pitch, of the pitch, uh, political, geopolitical, financial, name it. Never a dull day. Yes, um, it's it's great, but it's exhausting. And during an exhausting year, well, we're exhausted. 
Yeah. Players are exhausted, managers are exhausted, <laughs> fans are exhausted, the, the finances are exhausted, everything's exhausted. So a new manager, bad timing, let's run to shell out. Um, and maybe some, maybe God will take over, um, so, you mm-hmm. know, and Kose's uh, wish will be, uh, will be realized and maybe great things are ahead. I mean, we have, we have depth. In the group, a lot of utility players. Unfortunately, when things are bad, you know, Gay or those type of players, or Rafinha or Error are not going to turn things around. But we have depth. Uh, maybe a youngster will. Uh, who knows? Look, Keen happened. Is it going to happen more? Hopefully, it will. But it, it, that happened. Uh, maybe Kurzawa is going to stop um, being a okay player and then drop to abysmal level and then being an okay player and then drop to abysmal player. He couldn't do a... Did you rewatch... Rewatch his game? Not a pass. Not a control. Nothing, 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 nothing. And Tuchel was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to replace him. He's going to stay and play this dreadful game because I don't care. This is how it is right now. Um, it, it will pass. This shall pass. Um, we have to, like, stay zen. Well, we got this you on pass. the record. Krusty the Clown, Pochettino, Kose. Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. Kellyanne Conway. Yeah. Which uh, member of the Trump cabinet, Kose, would you think would make a good uh, manager? <laughs> thinking uh someone from the democratic side but no i'm just kidding uh, i know actually exactly who who um guillaume is talking about and she would be amazing that is the truth um because she would make everybody believe <laughs> everything what do you mean we lost the leipzig no we didn't we, we won <laughs> yeah it was like oh no we're gonna get points through something don't believe don't points. believe the fake news yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh so my idea was and this might be just my personal preference in the style of football that, that I see on the pitch, but I think we should change the identity of this club completely. I think that we should stop trying to be a possession-based team, which I know is something that, you know, we're an attacking team. We like to be on the front foot. We like to win games. We like to go for trophies. Um, so the natural, the natural idea is to go for an attacking style. But I cannot believe that in since 2017 that we have Neymar and since we have Mbappe we have never tried this is not to say we haven't scored in counterattacks because we have but we have never tried a consistent brand of counterattacking style football never have i ever seen mm-hmm. it as 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 a tactical plan um we definitely have the definitely have the players to do it at, uh, in old trafford we did Depends yeah, on the, but like like a brand, no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. He adapts. So he adapts my, to the opponent. And I agree with with uh, Matt that Posh would be amazing because I love him, but he is not the style that I think is gonna bring us out from this slump. I think that we need to make sure that first we're able to stop conceding, which is something that we almost managed to do. We did well enough last season, but yeah. we weren't able to bring it into what we're doing now. Um, and I think we need to start, you know, my ideal manager is not going to happen, but if somebody's listening, please take note because he is out of work right now. He is available right this moment. And that's Marcelino Garcia Toral. Marcelino is the best uh, coach in Spain the last five years, other than, no, yeah, the last five years, the best coach in Spain. Um, and he has a fantastic brand of football. He has come in and stabilized teams that are in much much worse situations than where we find ourselves in. He has always remained true to his identity of football. He is not working right now. Again, he is not working. And I I know that we if we could see a, T, a PSG team that focuses on defending, that focuses on not, not letting not the ball go Not with Mbappé and Neymar. Not with Mbappé and Neymar. But then imagine the damage that they could do. Sure. But just outscore everyone. Neymar, if, Neymar started if, uh, tracking back. Mbappe will never do it. If Valencia, if Valencia managed to win a Copa del Rey with Rodrigo Moreno and Kevin Gamero up top, 
then I believe that PSG with Mbappe and, and Neymar can win absolutely anything if they know how to use the correct strategy. But this possession-based, sideway passing, boring, flat football that we've been getting for the last two and a half months is not something that's going to work for me, I don't think. And he's a Spanish speaker, which will help within the squad um, communication-wise. So, hey, it's a new name instead of Allegri and Pochettino. So, I like it. Good. Uh, that's a good name. Um, we'll see what happens with that, but we're coming up on time. We got about ten minutes left in the show, so I wanted to make sure because I said that I'd have to fire myself if we didn't talk about this. So it was reported that ten players, ten PSG players, were stuck in an elevator when they traveled to Leipzig. You had Di Maria, Marquinhos, Keen, Kapembe, Paredes. They were stuck in there for fifty minutes, and firefighters had to come rescue them. It is the perfect visual representation of how this season has gone so far. So I want to ask you guys. What if you have any general thoughts on how ridiculous that is. And then which PSG players would you want to be stuck in an elevator with? Kosei, we'll, we can start with you. Yeah! <laughs> I wanted you to start with me so bad. Um, okay, so when I first read this, I thought it was a joke. Like, I was like, is this, <laughs> wait, are you serious? Like, does this, does this actually happen? I guess, like, sometimes we really do forget that, you know, soccer players are just human beings as well. 50 uh, minutes, not like 10 minutes, 50, like an hour they were stuck in an elevator. <laughs> yeah, we always, that's what I'm saying, we always forget that these people are actual human beings. And, you know, they actually have to go to a hotel and actually have to use an elevator. So I guess this is a risk that we all take every day. Um, and so do they. So I think it was pretty insane that so many of them got stuck for such a long time. Um, and, and, you know, we could even talk about how maybe that, you know, affects their mentality or the game or, but I just think it's a situation of life. And I think it's just pretty unfortunate. Um, if I were to be, uh, stuck in an elevator with someone, um, first of all, I would want to have a good time. So I know I would bring in Verratti. Um, and maybe, um, I mean, I would bring Neymar in just because I want to meet him. <laughs> Uh, and then probably like some, I'm thinking like someone from the Argentinian squad, like Paredes, Di Maria, Icardi, maybe, I don't know. Someone that's really going to, you know, bring that flavor, uh, to our, to our time trapped in the, in the elevator, maybe Keylor Navas, you know, his, his Caribbean Costa Rican. So all of those, all of those are fun people. I think I like it. Guillaume, what about you? Listen, they, they're wonderful football players. Um, they're great when you see them play football. What do you want to tell them? Like they, <laughs> yeah, I would it's like true. to be stuck. Never meet your heroes. I mean, it's like, good, 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 good. Um, they don't have much to say. The way they express themselves is on the football pitch, where we love them. I would love to be stuck in the elevator, elevator with Marco Verratti's girlfriend. I'm hey sure now, he hey now. Many things. <laughs> Verratti aside, I'm twice his size. There's nothing he could do. Um, no, I think I'm <laughs> stuck with uh, Nasser and Leonardo. There you go. And Thiago Mota. Um, yeah, and that'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be a fantastic 50 minutes. Talk about stuff. Being stuck, you know, in an elevator with like, oh my God, imagine Kurosawa. Yeah. Oh my I mean, God. When, when, I saw, when, I was, when I saw this story, I was like, <laughs> Kazawa must be there because if I had to pick a player stupid enough to lock himself in the lift, it would have been him, but he wasn't even there. Like, also, sometimes that fishy because that happened in Germany and elevators are supposed to work. Yeah, I was going to say like German so, engineering, isn't that stuff supposed to yeah. be like flawless and never break? Germany, so maybe there's something there, but like, eh, something's fishy going on in Germany. It's sabotage. Well, it was Leipzig. It's like way off in the corner somewhere. So, <laughs> Matt, what about you? Who do you want to be stuck in an elevator with? We can go current. I thought current players, but if you want to pick one from the past, go for it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, obvious, for obvious reasons, like, similar to Kose's Neymar one, I mean, uh, beautiful, Mr. Beautiful Mr. Menes there, we have a little chat, you know, if we had to live there for a few years, probably be all right. Um, no, <laughs> I think from the current squad, I'd have um, Hesse because we could, he could sing us a song or a bit of reggaeton, get that going. I think it'd probably be quite fun. I think Neymar would be the one I'd least want to be in there with because I feel like he'd be, he'd get really bored really quickly and he'd just be like 
bouncing off the walls wanting to get out and you know go and do something else and i think i'd probably get irritated quite quickly uh, but yeah probably hesse for entertainment value Ferrati, good in tight spaces so it'd be quite quite handy to have around um uh but yeah uh i mean i've had endless fun with this on twitter so i won't uh, i won't repeat my material from over there no, but yeah go check, ahead. It, check out the SG twitter feed. check it out yeah for me how about you Eddie? yeah for me i'm gonna say i'm your standard american i only speak english so i'm gonna need a translator i, I you can tell i thought a lot about this so i'd have to have mbappe <laughs> i don't know if you've heard him speak english it's like yeah, it's great yeah. so he could be my translator because you have to yeah, establish where I, where I speak english. that's true so we throw him in there um but you got to establish the p corner you know, where are you going to go to the bathroom? So I need to make sure we establish that first. Then, you know, I, I like fashion and all that. So I probably bring... that way. You should that way. It'd be great. <laughs> well, I want him I want him and Kempembe to, you know, fashion tips. I know Kempembe's got a brand. Maybe he can give me some product to, to promote on the site. So I'm going to be, you know, doing some business. And why not, you know, Nasser would be great just because he's got lots of money and connections. So put him in there too. So that would be, that would be my group. Um <laughs> So, You've definitely given this a lot of thought. I did, yeah, I did. I mean, the pea corner, you don't think about it, but 50 minutes is no. a long time. If you, maybe you chug the Gatorade. You have, very yeah. practical you have to bring someone to enforce it. Yes, yeah, you need the So maybe Paredes, he's a good enforcer. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, to guard the pea corner. <laughs> there we go. Well, I think with that, we should probably get out of here. We should, um, we should wrap up. We should wrap up. <laughs> Yeah. Um, it's going to pass, guys. It's going to pass. Gonna it pass. is. So, Guillaume, how can people find you? We'll go around and everyone can give their Twitter feed. We'll start with you, Guillaume. If you want to find me anymore. Um, I'm on uh, Twitter on, uh, what's my handle? Off the door one. There we go. And Kose, how can people find you? Uh, plain and easy. Kose Espinosa on Twitter. I'm putting some fun stuff there always. And Matt, how can people find you and all your elevator material? Yeah, yeah. All my, all my best jokes are on Twitter <laughs> at PSG Taurus. So go and look me up. It's uh, a bundle of laughs, truly, even when the football's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And I'm at PSG Talk. You can find me. So up next, PSG play Ren uh, on the 7th tomorrow. Then we've got Monaco oh, on the 20th. Tomorrow? And then we've got the probably the biggest game in a while, Leipzig. It's either win or go to the Europa League. So we'll have plenty to say about all of those games. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And clearly we had too much fun with this one. So you got to laugh in times of despair. Yeah. You have to laugh. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone.